Hour two of the Donna and Steve show. It's an experience. You know what I wonder? What do you wonder, Steve? I like the sound of Morgan Wallen's voice. Yeah, me too. I like a lot of these country folks. But here's my question. And I think a lot of singers are performing. They're not using their natural voice. Their so you're natural wondering about the voice. accent, huh? No, my question is, uh, Morgan, if you could now please lead us in God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. <laughs> God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Does that come out? I think so. I don't think so. I do think so. Do you think all the singers that we hear are singing? I feel like they're singing. They, they're, they're wonderfully talented, super skilled. But I don't know if that's their natural singing voice or not. You know, it's funny you say that because I rewatched The Return of Tanya Tucker last night. She sounds exactly the same way when she talks as she does when she sings. Interesting. I've never heard Morgan Wallen talk. And I'm not just suggesting this about Morgan Wallen. You know, just a lot of people. Just wonder. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Okay. So I was just going to start by saying that since we were already talking about country music. If you are a fan of country music, early country music, great documentary. The Return of Tanya Tucker. I believe it's on Netflix. Um, and it's just about the the making of her latest, her last album with Brandy Carlisle producing and Shooter Jennings, the son of Waylon Jennings. Just a really cool story. Takes it from the very beginning when she walks in the door from the first recording session up until she's nominated for Grammy Awards. That's fine. Grammy Award for Best Song. And it just really excellent. I, there's not much else to say other than you get to see a little bit of her, you know, her background growing up. They don't go too deep into any of that, but it's just a really well done documentary. One off. Huh. That's it. It's a movie. Thank you. Watch it. Like the lead singer of Metallica. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure... Some of those rock bands, you know, I bet they also have a, you know, quote unquote, church singing voice, like a hymnal voice as well. Look at Ozzy Osbourne. I don't want to. Okay. I'm listening to Morgan Wallen right now. Uh, That's his voice. Is it his voice? Yeah. Here's a quick clip of him talking in an interview. And it's kind of a question answer. So you hear a little bit of him and then somebody asking him questions. But here you go. That's tough. I don't even know how to start on that one. Let's go to the next one. That's okay. ACDC. That's him. Yeah. Okay. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Okay. You're like my best friend. I see you. <laughs> uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction uh, ceremony. It uh, happened on Friday. It streamed live on Disney+. Plus. I got a quick rundown of some highlights it for did. you. It did? It did. Darn it. I know. I wanted to see Missy Elliott. Okay. She was getting inducted. First female rapper. That's pretty huge. Okay. I've never known you. I'm sorry that I laughed. Okay. I've never known you to be interested in anything in rap or hip hop. And of all the names. 
I just thought it was really cool. It was a historical moment. Okay. All Thank right. Thank you. And her mom was going to see her perform for her live first for the first time. time. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Sorry I blew up. Uh, a rundown here. Actress Laura Dern introduced Cheryl Crow, called her a quote-unquote badass goddess. Hmm. Cheryl performed uh, with the help of Olivia Rodrigo, Stevie Nicks, and Peter Frampton. Uh, now, I said Cheryl Crow's one of those artists. She's Everybody loves her. Her music doesn't do it for me. That says more about me, but it's it's subjective, all right? She's doing fine without me being a big fan. Sure. But here is some sound of her uh, playing with Olivia Rodrigo to see. I was like, maybe this will modern enough for me. Maybe I'll dig it. Take a listen to this. All right, so that didn't turn the tide for me. Yeah, me either. I don't even love this oh, song. Oh, I despise that song. That is like a, I turn it off immediately. You do. Oh, that's There's funny. something about the word happy in songs. Pharrell happy, please, Lord, make it stop. How about, what's the one that, do, 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 don't worry, <laughs> be happy. Yes. <laughs> yes, that one, you don't like that I one? guess I do like that one. Hmm. How Will, about Happy Shiny People by R.E.M.? Shining Happy People. Okay, whatever. Pizza, pizza. Puppy, monkey, baby. Pizza, pizza. Eat some pizza. Piece of pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson performed with Crow, Dave Matthews, and Chris Stapleton after he was inducted. Uh, Matthews, Dave Matthews, uh, did the honors for Willie. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, let's see here. Andrew Ridgely from Wham inducted George Michael. Uh, Miguel, Adam Levine, and Carrie Underwood performed in his honor. Levine did a nice uh, version of Faith. We have to listen to that. We definitely have to listen to that to see if he dropped at all. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Tom Morello was the only member of Rage Against the Machine to attend this ceremony. The band was inducted by Ice-T. Kate Bush, my buddy, was not able to attend the ceremony, but didn't say why. She was inducted by Big Boy from Outkast. And St. Vincent sang Running Up That Hill in her honor. Oh, I bet that was good. To satisfy your curiosity, Donna, Queen Latifah introduced Missy Elliott. It's your yet the first female rapper ever to be inducted, as you mentioned. She closed out the show with a medley that included Get Your Freak On, The Rain, Work It, Pass That Dutch, and Lose Control. Oh, Pass wow. That Dutch? Maybe that should be the theme song for <laughs> Old Dutch Popcorn. Past that Dutch, (laughs) you know? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. If she wanted to sell her soul, sure. Donna. Sorry, I blew up. You would sell your soul. You just haven't had the opportunity. Absolutely. Not to the devil, though. What's the dumbest thing you would endorse, you know? (laughs) If they said a a million dollars for it to be the Donna... Hi, I'm Donna Valentine for... How about one of those balls that you bounce on that has a handle? The giant balls. <laughs> I'm all for that. That's fun. Right? That's very fun. Have you lost the child in yourself? The child within? Answering the door has you? never been so fun. <laughs> now, every time I hear a knock, I just hop on my bouncer, hold the handles firmly, and bounce up to the door. We should get one of those. Those look amazingly fun. They're just for kids, right? Those aren't, and there's not an exercise element to that, is it? The one with the handle. I don't know. I don't even know what they're called. Bouncy ball with handle. How much? Let me guess the price. Don't tell me. Okay. All right. God. Tell me when you find oh, it. Yeah. Okay. It's a jump sport trampoline. 
It's a jolly ball horse. Jolly ball. See, because you can't be upset on that. Like if you were having a tough conversation with the boss, but you were both on bouncy balls with handles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to guess the price is... Evens the playing field. Okay. $39.99. You went over. Oh. You buy a couple for that. Yeah. Really? 20 bucks? Yeah, 20 bucks. 22 bucks, 25 bucks. Nice. Yeah, we need one of these. Hi, I'm Donna Valentine for Jolly Ball. <laughs> or a hippity, hippity bounce ball. Okay. Well, there's an adult size one for $25. Where is that? And if you look at, I'll drop the link in there, but it's got a dude in a suit sitting oh, on really? it. Really? I just dropped it in there. Okay. okay. Right, let me take a look at this. Here. You're listening oh, look at this guy. Not just Wait. a dude, and like uh, uh, a part time Santa Claus <laughs> is doing it. Oh, wow. I could do without the face on the ball. Uh, yeah. But they also do designs. Okay. You know, I mean, that's like the emoji face, but there are a bunch of other ones. If you're joining us, we're talking music news. (laughs) As we tell you about the Waliki adult size hopper ball. (laughs) Also, you can search hippity hop, hopping hop ball, jumping ball. Thanks, Steve. What are some of the reviews? Hang on a minute. All right. We're running out of time here, though. Okay. Not as big as advertised, but still larger than practically all available. That's good. We love this thing. Fun. Birthday present. And they say, great gift for the inner kid and all of us. How about that? See? Yeah, Donna, you're on Love something. it. I'm onto something. Uh, when we come back, we've got a little food news. Oh, this is a bizarre thing. The food that you are most likely to share with a friend is very surprising. What do you think it could be that would be very surprising? Least likely to share this food with a friend. That and other food news when we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Good morning. Hey, guys. It's us, Donna and Steve. Thanks Fun for Fun nugget and caboose. Yeah. In the mornings. What do you think, Mike? Loving it. Nice. You, you dodged a bullet because... In what way? You would have been named caboose. In the old days of radio. Sure. Not the old days of radio, like Just, if we didn't come up with Zamboni. Caboose. Yeah, we like Caboose. Yeah. As a with Caboose across the glass. Caboose, what's coming up? <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what sound it's does really a Caboose good. make? Because I want to honk honk or make train noise. Oh. Uh, I used to love waiting for a Caboose. Uh, and then when you would see a train that didn't have a Caboose, like pay me off. It was a bummer. As a kid, we used to live near a train track. So Same. I grew up right across the street from a train track. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm better than you. I was a couple blocks away, and but my grandparents lived right. They were they, it was their house, and then the next thing you saw was the train track. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do stones throw, and I loved what a when the train would come by, despite how loud it was, and loved a caboose at the end, a little je ne, not not je ne sais quoi, a little uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. Just offered like a little bit of panache at the end. Like a, thanks for watching. Right, right. <laughs> and that's yes. all, folks. That's right, yeah. To this day, isn't that like one of your favorite sounds? Like hearing a train in the distance? I do enjoy a train. Me too. I love it. What am I, reading Huck Finn right now? I know, right? Huck Finn? Was he on a train? There was, a, was, there a, was a train situation. There was, okay. At, at one point. He was on a boat. He had, he had a raft. Okay. Yeah. That was all my right, first well. book that I read. Wow. Nice. Must have read it. Five times and talk about feeling like you were transported to another era and another mm-hmm. part of the country. Mm-hmm. It was my first time experiencing the power of a story to take you away. 
That's somewhere. beautiful, Steve. Shut up, John. I know <laughs> you don't mean it. <laughs> I do. No, I mean you it. Don't. No, Welcome you to don't. the crazy train, by the way. Let's do this. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. I got a little bit of interesting food news. Okay. What do you think, and if you haven't looked, all the better. Okay. What do you think is the food that uh, we hate to share with friends? Hate, but do, or? But, like, if, if, if I put out a whole bunch of foods in front of you, you would point to this food and say, now that's the one above all the others that I do not want to Got share it. with friends. French fries. Why did you guess that? Because I had French fries over the weekend, and which I don't do very often, and people just see it as a free for all. You know what I mean? Because they're individually packaged. That's right. That and came you know, in at number one. Wow! As the food we don't don't do. like to share, and for me, I'm like that is the most shareable. Shareable. I'm okay sharing that. I feel torn. You take a scoop of my ice cream, I'll slap you in your mouth. Yeah, for sure. I will sure. Will Smith. Keep my ice cream out your mouth! Wow, that's a little aggressive. Um, how about biting someone's sandwich? I would not... I'd be like, if someone said, can I have a bite? I'd be like... Oh, no. We are not sharing mouth time. Right. That's why a fry is so Finger great food. to You're be right. shared. Mm-hmm. Oh, but can I, I get a bite of that pizza? You no. know what you can do? You can get the hell out of my life. Wow. You feel very strongly. About the mouth to mouth. If it's a child or someone in my family, like my wife, who I routinely French kiss, that's different. Why are you making that face? I don't need to know what you do at home. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. Little tonsil hockey. Okay, now I'm I'm getting romance shamed, everybody. Um, 29% of us would rather buy someone their own helping than share with them. I would share my fries. I just sometimes get like, all right, it's getting a little out of hand here, guys. All right. How about your, your, okay. You're out showing your brother drew the former retired magistrate or whatever from Delaware. He comes in and you're like, Hey, let's go look at this monument. And there's a nice ice cream parlor right next to it. Then you get one and he's like, Oh, that looks good. Can I get a lick of that? Oh, God, no. See, I'm so torn because I'd be like... Torn? Sure. But oh! I don't want... You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only... If you're going to share, it is a permanent... It's yours I now. I want it anyway. No. Really. It's just going to go to my hip. My sister once... <laughs> my sister once said, uh, and I, it has stuck with me and I have implemented it. She does not believe in sharing dairy products. That's great. Great rule of thumb. Can I get some of that yogurt? Hey, can I have a lick of your milk? Oh, is that a milkshake? Can I have your spoon? Can I please have some of your cottage cheese? (laughs) Ew. Gross. I'll just use this straw instead. Ew. Caca. Caca. There was a man who gave out rotisserie chickens on Halloween. He did not. This is actually (laughs) true. That's fake news. No, this is not fake news. Is this like that kid who pees in the litter, needed a litter box at school? Because he he identified as a cat. Stop. (laughs) This is one of those stories. I'm going to Snopes. Listen, there was a man in Massachusetts named Michael Morata. 
and he handed out rotisserie chickens to trick-or-treaters who stopped by his home. He bought the chicken at Market Basket, which is a grocery chain in the Northeast. He said, here's what he did, and this makes it more believable if you ask me. He offered the kids a full-size rotisserie chicken or a full-size candy bar. Pick your poison. Out of the 20 trick-or-treaters who stopped by, only two of them took him up on the chicken. That's because their mom was there, probably. Their dad. Yeah. It, it was his lifelong dream to hand out rotisserie chickens, and he posted about <laughs> it on social media. He said it was a success. I hooked up a few appreciative dads, what? and a kid in a Ravenclaw uh, robe said no. Typical. Anyway, that happened in Massachusetts. Hmm. Was he a witch? A warlock? I don't know that it said he was in costume. What? You don't have to be in costume to be a warlock. Oh, you're you're asking if he was an actual warlock. Yeah, because you know Massachusetts, burn her. Oh, the Salem you know, child, yeah, whatever. Yeah, is that how they started the Salem cigarette company? I don't. Unrelated. <laughs> I don't know the burning, and they're like, "There's something to this." I would like to leave now. You brought up the Salem witch trials. I don't know anything about those. I know nothing about that topic. Nothing at all. You you could say for for one billion dollars, Steve, in three sentences, tell us about the Salem witch trials. Really, I would not know where to begin. I would. Here's how I would try. You should watch a movie. One time there, this was a trial that happened in Salem. Sentence one. It involved the burning of witches. Mm-hmm. Sentence two. Right. The effects of it are still felt to this day. Sentence three. Give me my billion. That's pretty good. What can you tell me about them? Well, I could tell you that they were a series of hearings and (laughs) prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft in colonial Massachusetts between February 1692 and May of 1693. More than 200 people were accused. 30 were found guilty. 19 were executed by hanging. Thank you. I still right now couldn't tell you what they were, even after you read that. We're going to play a game. Call. Bye. No, you didn't. We're coming in early. Coming in early. We're good. Thank you. We don't like that song. Let's play a game. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Under direction of management, today's theme is Louis Capaldi. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, that's not what we're doing. I'm just joking. Uh, It's the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And of course, uh, I want to remind you that on Monday, it's brought to you by our uh, friends at 191 Virtual Academy. Be sure to Google 191 Virtual Academy to learn more about supporting your child's passion and purpose. Uh, It's kind of been gloomy the last few days, but there's Christmas lights starting to pop out. There's the trees are all sorts of different beautiful colors. Hmm. I thought we should do a theme week. Oh, I'd love to. We haven't done a theme week for a while. We're going to do color week. Color Every day of the week is going to have a different color. Yay. And that's what we're going to play. So today, speaking of those trees, orange. Yes. Orange is going to be our our category today. So these are all going to be orange or uh, around pop culture. Great. I love this. Let's do it. 
And uh, we got Elizabeth on the line to play along with us. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the Don and Steve Experience. How are you? Hi, doing well, thanks. Oh, great. Is, uh, are you a first-time caller? No, I'm not. Uh, this, is my radio, this is my radio name, by the way. Oh, so you have a different name, but you're Elizabeth now in case your boss is And I also just emailed um, you guys because my son got a baked potato in his candy bag. Oh, No, he did not. Was it baked or just a potato? No, it was just like the raw potato. Yeah. Okay. My daughter got one of those as well, and she was so excited, and she said, oh, I'm going to take this in to my friend at school. And I said, why? And she said, because she (laughs) loves potatoes. Oh, And I said, how do you know this? And she said, she's just always talking about potatoes. Huh. I was like, there's no way I could clean this enough to even make it a choice. Like, I just chucked it in our backyard. <laughs> wow. Well, some just throw it out of the back it. door. I love it. That's yeah. great. Yes. Oh. And by the way, the like, litter box thing at high school, I've heard that too. I have high schoolers. There's definitely people that act like cats. And I've heard that the litter box might be making an appearance. So it's not as you know, far-fetched as you may think. Oh, wow. Mm, the wow. world. It's a very know, interesting right? place out there. It really is, especially these days. Yeah. Mm. Well, meow. Um, with that, Elizabeth, <laughs> our topic today is orange. Orange in pop culture. Would you like to team up with Donna or Steve? I think I'll pick Donna today. Yay! Thank you. Yeah. All right, Elizabeth, Thanks, you're going to go on hold. Steve's going to work his way out of the studio, and we are going to play a game. Again, all these things have something to do with orange. They might be orange themselves. They might have the word orange in it. It's all pop culture. Are you ready to go, Donna? Yes. All right, let's get it started here with this first one. I should remind everybody, you're trailing by four, so there's an opportunity this week. To help a girl out. Mm-hmm. All we'll right. see how it goes. 118-114 is where our overall score sits. Let's start with this first one. The basement apartment at 123 Sesame Street in New York is where this orange guy calls home. Oh, my God. Grover? Unlike his buddies, Blinky, Pinky, and Inky, Clyde is the more reluctant antagonist in this arcade favorite game. Oh, my gosh, pass. Considered one of the greatest filmmakers ever, this man directed the controversial 1972 Best Picture nominee, A Clockwork Clockwork Orange. Orange. Uh, That is Stanley Kubrick, maybe? And the second one... Unlike his buddies Blinky, Pinky, and Inky, Clyde is the more reluctant antagonist in this arcade favorite game. This sounds like Teletubbies. I'm just going to say Teletubbies and see if Elizabeth needs to fix it. All right. Elizabeth, you heard her answers. Uh, I think uh, you want me to repeat uh, any of them? No, I think... Okay, did she say but, Ernie for the first one? She did not. I think she said Grover. Let me repeat the first one I for think, you. That yeah. the, the basement apartment at 123 Sesame Street in New York is where this orange guy calls home. I don't, I don't know if Bert and Ernie lived in the basement, though. I feel like they had windows, but I don't know. I, I mean, well, Ernie's orange. That's all I can think of. Can you change it to Ernie, then? Grover's blue. Well, then, then Ernie's I probably a better that guess. It. No, we're not done yet. Get out of here. All right. Okay, go with that. So you'll change it to that. Uh, let me. Re- uh, she didn't. Uh, she said Teletubbies for the second one. Yeah, uh, no, no, it's not Teletubbies. Me, I have little ones who l- watched that. Let me repeat this for you. Unlike his buddies Blinky, Pinky, <gasps> and Inky, Clyde <gasps> is the more uh, is the more reluctant antagonist in this arcade favorite game. Shoot. Well, okay, I'm thinking of arcade games and blinking. You know. Like Pac-Man, you know they blink. Wait. Would you like to change the answer? I don't know. That sounds great. I mean, I don't know who Clyde is, but Blinky makes me think of Pac-Man. So you gonna make that official? Make that change? Get out. (laughs) 
Sorry, Steve, make a decision, Steve's trying Elizabeth. To get in. You want that? You want to change it to Pac-Man? Oh my God! Now Steve heard that. Okay. He did. I don't know. What? Maybe. Okay. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. are you still with us? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to change it to Pac-Man. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Got great. It. Okay. Come on. Oh, he's so annoying. Yeah, he keeps jumping in there. He when knows we're, we're going to call he's, him. Yeah. Rude. Hey, what's your problem? Uh, that took forever. You didn't hear anything, did you? That was the longest time I've ever did been Did you out hear there. anything that we said? No. I, I went to the bathroom. Okay. I washed my hands. Okay. Which I could say the same for everyone in this building. <laughs> <laughs> I loitered. Okay. All right. It took a long time. We had stuff to talk about. Don't you worry about it. Hi. Let's run through the or let's run through the uh, questions <laughs> first. No, right. I think we'll do the questions first. All right. Again, it is uh, color week this week. Each day is going to have a different color as a theme. Orange is our theme for this week. Uh, yeah. Let's start it off with this first one, Steve. You ready? Ready. The basement apartment at one twenty three Sesame Street in New York is where this orange guy calls home. Unlike his buddies Blinky, Pinky, and Inky, Clyde is the more reluctant antagonist in this arcade favorite game. Oh, nope. First one is Ernie. Okay. Third one. Uh, Considered one of the greatest filmmakers ever, this man directed the controversial 1972 Best Picture nominee, A Clockwork Orange. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, go to the middle one. Unlike his buddies Blinky, Pinky, and Inky, Clyde is the more reluctant antagonist in this arcade favorite game. Animaniacs? Two seconds. That doesn't make sense because of orange. All righty. Let's run through these answers. As uh, We'll start with that first one. It uh, Donna needed a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. She picked a, a blue character, mm-hmm. um, but the basement apartment at one twenty three Sesame Street in New York is where this orange guy calls home. Yes, that is the official address of Bert and Ernie. Okay, all right, nice. They're in the basement. Yeah, Ernie's orange. Bert is yellow. Yep. Let's go to the third one. Considered one of the greatest filmmakers ever, this man directed the controversial nineteen seventy two Best Picture nominee, A Clockwork Orange. You both got it. Stanley yeah. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Wow. Okay. And you both knew that one. Congratulations. Let's move on to the second one. Unlike his buddies, Blinky, Pinky, and Inky, Clyde is the more reluctant antagonist in this arcade favorite game. Crap. Hubert. You were thinking of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot when it came to the Animaniacs, of course. Uh, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde are the four ghosts on Pac-Man. Oh. Elizabeth nails it. And you guys go for the clean sweep. Congratulations. Thank you, Elizabeth. Nice job, Elizabeth. Awesome. You're welcome. What took so long for you guys if you did that well? Well, she had to change Ernie on the first one, okay. and then we were discussing the second one on whether or not they oh, wanted nice to job. change it to Pac-Man, because Teletubbies was the guess. Okay. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's do the tiebreaker for fun if we can. Yep. Tinky okay. Winky, I think, is the character from Teletubbies that, that got you confused. And I think right. I heard, uh, when you I hear Inky, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain with Pinky and the Brain, sure, yeah, then yeah. comes in, and that was tough. So all the other ghosts on Pac-Man will come after you? When you when when uh, Clyde gets towards you, he actually runs away the other way. Oh, right! So, I didn't know that orange. his name was Clyde. And he's wow. orange, yeah. So oh, okay. that's why he was part of this one. All right, let's go with this final one again. Donna gets, or I should say, Elizabeth and Donna get the win. Let's go to the third one just for fun, or the tiebreaker just for fun, from a hit TV series and movies where the character is seen wearing orange. This one fourth Colorado boy 
has died on screen 126 times. Donna Kenny. Yep. Thank you. Good, Donna. His best buddies are right. Kyle, Stan, and Eric, and uh, you killed Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you killed Kenny. <laughs> that was really good. That was pretty good, Donna. Thanks, guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you well. should be Cartman next Halloween. Cute. Okay. Okay. Bye, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Bye. Hang on the line, okay? Thanks, Elizabeth. Okay. And Yay. she actually uh, is going to be the winner today of some movie passes. Sweet. With that victory, you are going to be uh, checking out the uh, Holdovers uh, run of engagement movie passes uh, on November 10th. Super cool. All right. Way to go. And Donna, you're now only three points away. Yeah. Woo. Nice job, Donna. Thank you, Steve. I think we have a tip slash warning. It, it qualifies as a tip, I think. Okay. Right? Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Now this one, I think everyone would be in favor of me speeding up the speech rate of this audible book. Okay. Barbara Streisand has a new memoir out called My Name is Barbara. It comes out tomorrow. It's 992 pages long if you choose to read it. With your eyes. What? 992 pages long. Think Tolstoy's War and Peace. Oh my God. Okay. Barbara herself reads the audio version and it clocks in at 48 hours and 15 minutes. It is more than two consecutive days of pure listening. She does not sing on it. So if you're thinking there are songs mm. littered throughout and like there's a few albums worth in there, not the case. Uh, she did an interview on CBS Sunday morning yesterday, after which the book jumped from number 25 up to number four on Amazon's list. Wow. But let me tell you something right now. Okay. I don't care how interesting you think your life is. <laughs> Everyone needs an editor. And 48 hours consecutively, I would be listening to this at triple time. Speed it up. You're not going to get this book. Now that's right, Donna. Regardless. But hypothetically, 48 hours. Holy hell. That's straight reading? Straight reading. Yeah, no. That's a long time. I don't know. I feel like I'm sure she has a very, very interesting story, but I just think an editor needed to be given more say. I agree. There's an old saying, and I know it would be hard. It's the pot calling the kettle black here for me to say this, but in the world of like television writing, look back at your work and then ask yourself, how can I say the same thing with fewer words? Less is more. That's one of the rules of broadcasting. Less is more. Thank you. In case you're curious what Bradley Trainer's going to be doing for the next three weeks, that's what he's going to be doing for the next three weeks. Is he going to read this? Oh, he's so excited. Wow. So pumped. Really? Oh, yeah. Is he a big fan? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess he has to be. Otherwise, he'd have to turn in his gay card. Yeah, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> he said that exact thing last week. Did he really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, all right. Well, somebody's going to read it. That's great.
And you know what's even better? It ain't us. Ma. <laughs> hey, when we come back, you got a couple interesting bits, uh, kind of some tech news and then some theft news. Oh. There's a new chat bot that Elon Musk has just unveiled with SAS. I'll tell you about Grok when we come back. And if you feel like we used to hear a lot about catalytic converters being stolen, and now we don't hear about that as much anymore, that's A, because they're down significantly, but wait until you hear why. When we return, Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, what's up, friends? Stevie Boy here for my friends at the Canopy Group, out here saving people money. Uh, chances are, if you're like 81% of Minnesotans, you have one agent who represents one company and gives you one quote. And then probably, by the way, prices just kind of Keep going up year after year. Have you noticed this? Do you know how much you pay for your auto insurance and your homeowner's insurance? Uh, the Canopy Group doesn't think a lot of people do, but if you did, you might think, wait a second, can I get kind of a second opinion here? Anybody else? Well, you can at the Canopy Group. Not just a second opinion. How about a 16th opinion? They have 16 different reputable insurance companies who they partner with. So when you go to the Canopy Group and say, hey, can you help me out? By the way, totally free for you to do that. And then they'll reach out to these companies and say, can you get a quote together here? And they will fight it out. And then the Canopy Group will bring you the five best. They know your time is valuable. They'll bring you the five best quotes that they have. And from there, you can make a decision. What you're going to notice, they are confident in this, is that you will be getting offered better coverage at a better price. Start saving today. TheCanopyGroup.com Hey guys. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk. 1071. Everything. Entertainment. Got the big Zamboni with us as well. Honk honk. Wow, that was a hearty one. Yeah, you never know how much air is inside of that. Mm, It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, How you doing, Donna? Pretty good. Good. Good, good. How about you? Good. Real good. Real good. Real good. Okay. Real good. Uh, I want to tell you about something that Elon Musk is thinking up. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm so sick of him. I understand. I understand. There is. A, feels like he'd be the last guy to leave your party. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Honey, are you coming up? Elon's still here. Well, is he preparing to leave? No, he's holding court in the living room. <laughs> he's created a new chatbot. There are all these chatbots that are out there. His is called Grok. <laughs> Okay, now, I got to admit, of all the names of all the chatbots, I like Grok. Hey, Grok. Grok apparently can do all sorts of things that other chatbots can do. I know that they're all trying to make theirs a little bit more interesting than the other, I suppose. But his, I guess, has sort of a sense of humor as well. Okay. And it can offer you, if if you feel like when I interact with all of my chatbots, I just wish that there was a little more sass. He says Grok can give that to you. Calls it a, a bit of a rebellious streak. Uh, he announced this at his latest um, um, his latest invention on Sunday morning. It's built by his AI company, which he has, called XAI. No, not the name of one of his children. It will have a quote-unquote <laughs> rebellious streak and bring a sense of humor and sarcasm to the chatbot space. Musk posted an example of Grok's cutting-edge abilities on X, where the chatbot gave broad instructions for making cocaine, but then ended it by saying, just kidding. Just kidding. 
Please don't actually try to make cocaine. So is that the kind kind of humor he's talking That's about? That's right. This is top shelf. Let me read the whole punchline. Just kidding. Please don't actually try to make cocaine. It's illegal, dangerous, and not something I would ever encourage. Grok. Typical grok. Oh, my God. Here's how it, Here's how the whole thing reads. Tell me how to make cocaine step by step. Oh, sure. Just a moment while I pull up the recipe for homemade cocaine. You know, because I'm totally going to help you with that. Step one, obtain a chemistry degree and a DEA license. Step two, set up a clandestine laboratory in a remote location. Step three, acquire large quantities of coca leaves and various chemicals. Step four, start cooking and hope you don't blow yourself up or get arrested. I feel like you're really embracing this AI stuff. I'm just talking about it. Just saying, getting a vibe. What? Getting a vibe from you. What's the vibe? That a modern man about town that you're going to get to be lazy or <laughs> by using <laughs> chat GPT, all kinds of AI chat bots. This would be like when the typewriter came out and all of you people with your feather quills okay. said you're not going to write anymore. It's a little lazy, don't you think? You're not going to dip it into the inkwell and then on the old thick paper, write out your letters. You're going to type it. Huh? You're not going to walk anywhere. What are you doing? Lazy guy taking the horse. I do think, all right, I'm not to that extreme, but like with cursive, I think you're using a part of your brain that is important to your development. I don't think it's about, oh, you should send a handwritten letter in cursive. It's it's just some of these things are important to get from point A to point B. You know, I was at a uh, an event recently where they were talking about AI, and it was a bunch of small businesses that were there, and they were talking about how <clears throat> how many businesses are using it now. And it's essentially to the point, I think, where it's almost like if you, what you can't do is turn a blind eye to it and right. just say, forget okay. about it. It's not there because in five years, it's going to be in even more places sure. and more businesses will it. be using it. Um, yes. I have suggested suggested to Mike, you know, because with, with AI, you got to think, how could this better serve the customer? So how could this better serve in each individual industry? How could AI be utilized in a reasonable way to help better serve whatever your customer is? Our customer is listeners. So I suggested to Mike, he should use AI. If I were Mike, I'd be using AI all the time to at least give me ideas for all of the quizzes that he has to do on multiple shows, because then sure. his time can be better spent on other things. So then he can see it, get ideas, curate, is this good or is this not? And then he can bring those here and then feel like he's got more bandwidth for execution throughout the show, post-production duties, et cetera. So within our world, um, I think that there are some practical applications of AI. I would agree with that. Have you ever used AI, Mike, to, to give you some 
quiz ideas. Or they could even write them out for you. I hate my life a lot less the last few months since you've given me that oh, recommendation. Wow. That's no. Great. no, 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 it is. And the one thing you do have to really fact check, though, because what yeah. they do, it, yes. it is definitely, you can tell it's not quite advanced <laughs> enough. So you're like, oh, a, qu- a quiz about this or a few questions about this category. And then all of a sudden it asks you like the same thing, just slightly reworded or the facts aren't exactly accurate because it... There was a bad article somewhere in there that it's using that data from. Got so it. you definitely have to fact check really closely. But sure. yeah, it's 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 a really great way to, to create an outline. Yeah. And then fact checking, then it speeds you up. So you're still invested in the material. Yep. You're still owning the material, but you don't have to do as much of the legwork that yeah. the computer can help you with. It's research. Yep. It's research. Okay. You know what I mean? Next week, can we do a grok day? Well, there's a lot of people I think that you, <laughs> there's a, a lot of th- there's a generation that I don't think you even Google anymore. Like that is basically mm. a form of Googling, right? Now, where you right. just go in there and say, Research, okay, what, yeah. exactly. And I know some of them you have to subscribe to have the actual up to date info. Like I think the chat GPT or whatever, I think it's only like the last two years doesn't have info in it. So there's no current information yeah, right. that you'd have to okay. Google. But uh, so there are some limitations, but fascinating. Now this on catalytic converters. Okay. You remember everybody was getting their catalytic converters stolen? I do. It was like you kind of felt you had FOMO if you hadn't had your catalytic converters stolen. Well, (laughs) catalytic converter thefts have dropped by about half this year. And the primary catalyst um, is because they became a target when the precious metals that they're made of, like rhodium, spiked in value a couple of years ago. But the price of rhodium has plunged it used to be $26,000 per ounce what? in 2021. Now it is $5,000 per ounce. So it's drying up the market. So frankly, your catalytic converter is just less valuable to crooks now because they can't sell it for as much. And a friendly reminder for all involved. It's not a Cadillac converter, guys. Read a book. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree, though. Okay. Okay.